Welcome to the Kyra Mom Podcast. Three moms who are chiropractors discussing life, health, business, and friendship. We know how hard it is to try to be everything for everybody. We believe you can do anything, but not everything. I'm Dr. Holly, lover of all things numbers and health. I'm a profit coach for chiropractors, wife to a sports chiro, and mom to two kid chefs. And I'm Dr. Sarah, founder of a wellness center in rural Wyoming. I'm a wife, mother, and lover of horses, books, and mountains. I'm Dr. Goldie, a small biz CEO, a business coach for Cairo Moms, and a wife, mother, California mermaid, and a mini farmer. If you are a stressed out, overwhelmed mom trying to do it all, you're in the right place. All right, welcome to episode three of the Cairo Mom podcast. This is Dr. Holly. Today, um, Dr. Goldie and I have the pleasure of interviewing Dr. Sarah Radabaugh. <laughs> you got this, girl. <laughs> so, Dr. Sarah um, is the owner of Cloud Peak Chiropractic and Wellness in rural Wyoming. Um, we're going to have Dr. Sarah tell us a little bit more about why she chose to practice in rural Wyoming in just a minute. Um, but I know that I have seriously enjoyed seeing this new wellness center grow over the last couple of years. When Dr. Sarah and I first met, um, they were still in the build out stages and, um, you know, moving her practice and growing her team. Um, has been really inspiring to see just how much you can accomplish when you have a vision for something. So seeing you grow as a leader of your team has been one of my favorite things over the last couple of years. What about you, Dr. Goldie? I, I agree. It's been really cool to watch Sarah's journey of building out this incredibly beautiful clinic um, and staffing it and growing it and um, getting help with her with her team and she's just a badass <laughs> thanks guys yeah so we'll jump right in sarah tell us a little bit more about yourself and your practice well thanks for that lovely intro i live in the middle of nowhere in wyoming and never did i ever think i would end up here but here we are my i've been in practice for 13 years and i've been married 18 years, just like Goldie, my husband and I were babies when we got together. <laughs> and it is just, um, I one of the mo things I'm most grateful for in my life is my marriage and how he and I have grown and changed together along this crazy ride. We have two kids now who are 11 and 8. And um, yeah, we live in Wyoming. I just like um, you guys just mentioned, I, a couple of years ago, purchased a really old building, 6,000 square feet. And we went through the process of having it remodeled and moved, moved my clinic into it. And now we have a staff of eight um, and it just really challenges me and keeps me from getting bored and is just is a joy. It's really a joy to lead my team and treat my patients and live here in the middle of nowhere where it's really beautiful. Sarah, remind me, how far is it to the nearest Trader Joe's? <laughs> Trader Joe's, oh my word, yeah. <laughs> for like seven hours, I, seven hours to Denver. We're like, we're also like an hour and a half from a Walmart, if that gives you an idea of how rural we really are. Wow. 
But you get Amazon, right? We do get Amazon. <laughs> Thank heavens. Oh, that's awesome. So, Sarah, let's jump right in. We're going to ask the question, what is your tendency? And tell us why you love the tendencies so much. Oh, my gosh. I love talking about the tendencies. I read this book. I read Better Than Before by Gretchen Rubin um, about four, four or five years ago and discovered that I'm a, I am an obliger. And being an obliger um, means that you respond best to external accountability. So I have found that it is just life changing for me. If I can figure out whatever goal it is I want to meet or new habit I want to adopt, I have to figure out how to build in external accountability. Um, that is not my husband. He does not count because we are terrible. Well, like, you want some ice cream? Yeah, I want some ice cream. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're terrible about that with each other. But that's why I started working out with a personal trainer. And that's the only reason I have been um, faithful with exercise in the last four years. Yes. And you have really embraced, you know, hiring coaches when you need something in your business, um, you know, and getting that external support to get you to where you need to be, right, in the next yes. phase of business. Absolutely. Sarah, why did you want to start a podcast now? Well, I think I'll just tell the little story about how we even decided to start a podcast. I was just chatting with my husband, um, what was it, make up a month ago ago? Not long ago. And... I can't even remember what we were talking about now. I was just talking about my friendship with Goldie and Holly and how we just, you know, um, our, what stages we're at and what we're all working on. And, and he, it was his idea. He's like, you guys should have a podcast. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's a silly idea. Who would listen to us? And so I had boxered you guys and like, so, so here's a silly idea. Steve thinks we should start a podcast. <laughs> so here we are. I, I just jumped right on immediately because I just love talking to you guys. And I feel like we all come from diverse backgrounds yet have so much in common. And really we, the challenges that we've overcome in our lives, we, we have lots ahead still, but we've all si overcome some significant stuff and we're at a place in our lives where we have a lot to share. We have a lot to offer other people and other women. Um, so I'm just excited to, to talk to you guys and put it out with, to the world. Yeah, it was really just meant to be. I had had podcasting equipment sitting sitting around, you know, that it was not being used. And then Goldie was gifted some podcasting equipment like that same week. And we have yeah. my husband who knows all, he's a tech guy, so he can do all the tech background for us. And yes. So, so thank not? you, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sarah, what are you reading right now? I, I read a lot. I read mostly nonfiction. I also enjoy fiction, but... Um, I recently just finished, I think you're wrong, but I'm listening, um, by the women who do pantsuit politics. And it's a beautiful read about how to talk to people who don't agree with you and just how, um, I just really feel like we need more, um, uh, cohesiveness and we need to learn more how to get along with everybody in this coming year. So I love that read. And then I also, um, am reading wintering the power of rest and retreat in difficult times, which is just a beautiful memoir um, and so very timely for this COVID winter that we're going through. Beautiful book. Every time you tell me what you're reading, I go out and buy the book. <laughs> I don't always finish it, but I always start it. <laughs> loving the books that you read and, and what I learned Aww. from you about them. 
I get great joy from sharing books. Like anytime I finish a book, I've, I'm like, oh, who can I give this to? And I just get find great joy in giving books away to people that I know are what they need right now. Sarah, what did you learn in 2020 that you don't want to forget? Oh, what a year. What a year. Um, I feel like a lot of 2020 for me was really boiling life down to what's really important. You know, um, shutting off a lot of the noise, a lot of the busyness. And I just had such good connection time with my kids um, amongst all of the stress and worry and um, craziness. I, we had such good family time and connection and such joy just being with my kids. They're at such fun ages right now that I just really, um, and we bought a camper this year. We never would have done that had the you know world not stopped. Um, and so we just, yeah, I don't want to ever forget that that that's what's most important. Yeah. Sarah, what makes you lose track of time? Ah, lose track of time. Um, when I am really in the flow with, with my patients, when I'm have a busy schedule and going from room to room and really, I really focus on one patient at a time when I'm seeing my patients and that I shut out everything else. And so that would be one time. So the day goes by and you're like surprised that it's over and you're energized? Yes. <laughs> um, it depends. I mean, I have really busy days. <laughs> I'm pretty tired by the end. I won't lie, but it, that is, it's also energizing. Sarah, what are your favorite moments in motherhood? Mm, so many. Um, I, I miss the baby snuggles. Like I just have this like physical ache for my babies when I look at their baby pictures. <laughs> I, I definitely love those stages. I, um, but right now it's just when I'm really having a deep conversation with one of them or one of them makes a joke, they're really funny right now. Um, those are the, the best times right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listening to the things your kids come up with, or I think for me, it's one of the favorite things is like when the kid does something and it's easy, easily identifiable that it either came from me or came from their dad, you know? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yep. So Sarah, tell us about a struggle you had in early motherhood. Oh, goodness. So many. Um, when we talked with Goldie on her interview, she talked about um, exhaustion and sleep deprivation. I, when I'm talking to my um, patients who are new moms, I just, I, I just lay out how hard sleep deprivation is. It is just a beast and it makes everything worse. Everything's worse when you're sleep deprived, no matter what it is. And that was really hard for me. Um, my daughter was not an easy baby. And we had some major, major struggles. She did not want to take bottles. And I just, there was such an intense, um, it, going to work was so hard some days for me when she was a baby and she'd be home and I knew she hadn't taken a bottle in four hours and I just did not want to be at work. And that, that was so, there were days I was ready to quit my job because I, you know, that was what was most important was that baby at home. So those were really hard. Yeah. Sarah, what do you do to take care of yourself? Oh, so many things. Um, you guys have been so helpful and supportive in the last few years as I have really made self-care not negotiable. I have just scheduled stuff into my, my weeks and my days to um, make sure that I'm filling myself up. I would say the first thing is sleep. 
Sleep is my first non-negotiable. And that is only because my kids are now eight and 11. If you've got little ones, I mean, that's a whole different season of life. But for me right now, I have to have like seven hours of sleep. Um, scheduling white space into my week. So there's time where I am not parenting and I am not working and I can do whatever it is that I feel like I need to do at that moment. Self-care is reading for me. I try to get up at 5 a.m. before my family. and I have been successful with that in about the last three or four months. So that's a new habit. And I love if I can do that and get some quiet moments of drinking my coffee and reading in the morning. And horseback riding is my, is my other self-care. Um, that's something I absolutely love. How often do you ride your horse there? Um, she is lame right now. No! Not, not much. I'm dealing with horse health problems. And it's the middle of winter in Wyoming. So, yeah, not right now. <laughs> but do you count, like, going and brushing her and picking up her poop? Right, that- yes, exactly. Caring, <laughs> caring. <laughs> Yes. Caring for my animals is definitely self-care. The time I spend in the barn, absolutely. <laughs> so I'm I'm so enjoying hearing that both of you are early risers, and I am not, which I guess is why our time zones work out so well, right? <laughs> uh, I've always I don't mind I've, starting a call at eight a.m. That's fine. I've been up for hours. <laughs> I've always wanted to be an early riser and I could not make it work uh, up until like this year. I don't know what changed the pandemic, I guess, but it's, it's working for me. So more days than not, I would say. Yeah. I'm an opposite vampire. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Dr. Sarah, what is ha- one of the hardest things you've been through in life? Oh, um, we probably, uh, we lost our first pregnancy. Um, I had a miscarriage when I was nine weeks, um, and that was, it was absolutely devastating. We'd been trying for quite a while, so this was very much wanted, and um, it was, I mean, it was the physical process, it was the emotional process, it's the loss of all the hopes and the plans and the dreams that you had made. Um, It was just, it was devastating. I, I remember, um, going back to work, I obviously went back to work way too early. I should have taken more time off, but, um, going back to work, I, I remember feeling like Goldie was talking about feeling other people's pain. I had never had that experience until after this experience of my miscarriage. And I would have to leave the room sometimes afterward because I would be in tears for someone else's, you know, struggle of what they were going through. So I, while that was an awful, awful thing that I wish I had not had to go through. And the medical care I experienced afterward was also very traumatic. Um, That has also profoundly changed my ability to take care of women who are going through similar experiences. And it is, while it's very hard for me to to walk with my patients when they go through something like that, I mean, it's really hard on me. Um, I am also so grateful that I have the level of understanding that I do that I can support them through through those things so that was really life-changing for me thank you for sharing deep breath (laughs) let's talk about something more pleasant sarah yes where do you plan to travel when the pandemic is over 
Oh, anywhere, anywhere. <laughs> I love to travel and I have been, that's one of the hardest things this year. I had like six trips that were canceled. Um, I, my sister is also in Europe. Holly and I have strange parallels in our lives. Um, my sister lives in Croatia and we would love to go visit her. We had a Disney trip that was canceled that we're hoping to reschedule. Um, but really anywhere, the beach, I miss the beach too. (laughs) Come to California. Heck yeah. Um, yeah, Sarah, that is so crazy. So I actually, Mm -hmm. my sister is in Kosovo, which is kind of closer to Croatia. I don't know if they actually consider that Europe or not, but yeah, yeah, we'll have to chat more about that. I'm (laughs) coming. Okay. So Sarah, are you, yeah, are you more of an introvert or an extrovert? Yeah, I am definitely an introvert, but I can definitely, people would, um, people sometimes mistake me for an extrovert because I can, I can act like an extrovert for a while when I need to. Um, but I definitely require tons of alone time to recharge. Um, and I, I thrive on one-on-one connections. That's what, one of the things I love most about my job is the one-on-one connections and the, the things that people share with me and the deep connections that I make with my patients. That's what I love about it. Yeah. And it's so, so different than the other experiences that they've probably had. Just like you shared your very vulnerable story, you know, and the trauma you experience afterwards within the medical community, that's just another thing that we can provide our patients. It's just time to sit and listen and hear them, um, and their struggles. So, yep. Sarah, I'm so curious to know the answer to this one. <laughs> what is the most daring thing that you've ever done? My risk adverse friend. Right. I, this is a, a you know, a tough one for me. Cause I am so not a, a daring person, I would say, but I would pick, there's two things that I think, um, fit this category. Um, the first thing is, so I, I ride horses and I just started jumping in the last 10 years, um, after my daughter was born. And so I've been jumping only for 10 years, which is terrifying to me actually. Um, but very also like exhilarating. And I, I did my first cross country course, um, which means galloping a horse over fields and jumping over things. Um, I did that five or so years ago and it was absolutely terrifying and I was so proud of myself. And so I would say jumping horses cross country. And I had a, um, so for my second birth, I had a C-section for the first and I did a home birth VBAC for my second, which in where I am here in Wyoming, I think qualifies as very daring. Um, (laughs) because it's, we, again, we live in the middle of nowhere, um, And it, it's, it's a long story, but it, the only options for me to do a VBAC would have been to drive three hours to a hospital, the only hospital in Montana that will do VBAC, because um, no hospital in Wyoming would do VBAC at that point, or um, have a home birth with a midwife, which was perfectly legal, but I couldn't go a mile down the road to the hospital and have a home birth there. I mean, a VBAC there, which didn't make any sense to me, but I had a home birth feedback with my son. It was one of the most powerful experiences of my life. Also exhilarating and a lot of pain. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for sharing. It's so interesting, um, you know, to learn new little tidbits about each other, um, you know, and to hear, you know, these birth stories that, you know, we've, we've been such deep friends for several years and I've never heard these, you know, very, um, 
unique experiences that we've all had with birth. So that's amazing. Um, okay. So Dr. Sarah, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Oh, I think similar to Goldie's answer on our last episode. I, um, I just want to be doing exactly what I'm doing with a little more time off. I look forward to scheduling more vacations <laughs> and just time to enjoy my children who will be, oh my gosh, in college in 10 years. So and just enjoying the heck out of my husband and our empty nesting, I guess. Sounds fun. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Sarah, I think this is our last question. What is one thing that can instantly make your day better? I would say a hug from my husband. He gives the best Aww. hugs and he is my emotional support system. And yeah, and he all, and just talking to him always helps me sort out whatever's in my head that I am overthinking. He is very calming. <laughs> That's a great answer. So Dr. Sarah, thank you so much for opening up today and allowing us to interview you. Um, you can look forward to more on the podcast of us just having more conversations, sharing more about um, you know, our expertise in health and talking about our friendship and talking about being business owners, um, all the things, but not overwhelming. Um, so we hope that you join us and we have so gotten, um, enjoyed getting to know and interviewing each other on the Carter Mom podcast. Yes. These were, <laughs> these were fun, but I can't wait to just for, for us to just be talking about stuff and sharing our, our thoughts and conversations too. Thanks again for joining us today on the Cairo Mod Podcast. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts to hear our next episode. And follow us on Instagram at Cairo Mom Podcast.